Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to History Box, uh, the occasional series where we take a deep dive into the history of a thing, uh, an incident, an event... A period of time, a story, whatever. So, something notable, notable from the history of mankind, humankind. Definitely, yeah. We, we, we are historians. We're, we're assembling a definitive overview, or urbevieren, as the Germans say, of, uh, of history itself. And I Come think with us. Take future, our hands. No, no, don't take our hands. As we stroll back through <laughs> the tunnels... And arteries of time. I've started watching um, Curb Your Enthusiasm from the beginning again because my daughter's got into it. Yeah. Uh, So we're watching it together. So we're in series one, which came out in the year 2000. Fucking 21 years ago. Larry looks so young. Um, And there's, I guess, the third third or fourth episode where he he encounters a homeless man in the street who he'd given some food to or something previously. And the homeless man tries to shake his hand. So obviously Larry's not going to shake his hand. So he just holds out his arm and lets him shake his forearm. That's quite that's quite ahead of its time. He's he's pulled the Joan Collins on him. He's pulled the Joan Collins on him there, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's a bit ahead of its time in terms of where we are now in in germ management and all that. So don't take our hands. Hold Uh, us by the wrist. Let, Let us lead you by the forearm. And, um, talk it before we get into today's subject. That's just triggered a um, uh, sort of a warm memory for me um, mm. that I was telling my wife about the other day. Is that my son? I've started. You know, when I walk into school now, he's older and he's mm. ten. When we get close to the school, I'm quite. I know that he sort of doesn't want. He he's too sort of sensitive to my feelings to say mm. I don't want to hold your hand. Mm-hmm. but I'm trying to be sensitive enough to his to know that when we get close to school, because he's a big lad now, he's 10 years old, he doesn't necessarily want to be seen holding hands with yeah, his dad. Of course. So when we cross the road, when I do think he needs monitoring, because I don't know if you agree with this, but I think kids today haven't got a fucking clue about road safety. Yeah, totally. It's scary. I mean, when we were kids, it was like you were being taught all the time. It was, drilled it was like the you, main wasn't it? thing. Yeah. Yeah, from the yeah. moment you woke up to the moment you went to bed, there was some adult telling you you will be run over and die. Yeah, yeah. We had the Green Cross Code Man 
we yeah. had Kevin was Keegan. the Tufty Club was that about crossing the road as well I think yeah, it was wasn't it even a All fucking squirrel trying to tell you about how to cross the road like I, I, I said to my son recently did you ever get taught how to cross the road at school he went nah nah well, I don't know why they bother. stopped running yeah. like people must still get run over but they, the government just ever. sort of get, they gave up on it they're just yeah. sort of like yeah fuck it bored of that now tell them about something else right but <laughs> have you seen the kid win. trying to cross the road these days unbelievable like they're just like my kid will just be looking they don't care they're just looking at their feet they're never looking up they just fucking, I don't know. It's a sense of entitlement. Like, they're, they're almost like fucking cars. They can see me, can't they? Well, Get out yeah. of my fucking way. It's not just kids, it's adults as well. The number of yeah. adults you see just walk into the fucking road without looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, what I, what I do is I hold him by the wrist, right? Mm, and I thought, right. where'd I get that idea from? And when I was a kid, um, obviously, as I've talked about endlessly i've got these three older brothers who were very often were sort of um what would you call them surrogate parents they sort of had to perform yeah. the role of parents for me a lot of the time because yeah my mum was all you were very lucky i was lucky to have three brothers and, and although they were cunts at times you know obviously <laughs> they were teenagers so it wasn't easy and the older i get the more grateful i feel towards them because i used to think they were like bullies and mean mm. which you know i suppose they were in a way but i also am grateful for the fact that you know that when you're a teenager, you don't need to be coping with that shit, with having no. a little kid that you've got to sort of help raise, right? Mm. But my oldest brother, Theo, he didn't live us. He went off to live with my dad because he just he couldn't fucking... He was sick of it. He was sick of the fucking <laughs> chaos. He was like, fuck this. He literally was. Just one day, he was just like, fuck this. I am going. Right? It is. I guess it is one of the, the perks of being from a broken home. Yeah, you can fuck you can, can pick I'm not sure what my dad go. made of it because he had a fancy new lifestyle at a swishy <laughs> flat in a nicer part <laughs> of town style. with yeah. his young wife. He was probably, he probably just turned, he's like, he, you know, we were still living in a freezing cold council house. He'd moved to a nice flat with a young wife. They were probably, yeah. he'd probably turned it into his full-time fuck, ba- his fuck bazaar. <laughs> <laughs> he probably called it Baz's Fuck Bazaar, right? Yeah. And then suddenly his fucking spotty teenage son knocks on the door of a carrier bag full of fucking clothes. He's like, yeah. what if I'm moving? Got any spare room? Oh, it's not that convenient, actually, son. It's, I've turned this into something of a harem. <laughs> you can you can come round from Mondays to Wednesdays, but that's all. <laughs> After that, things get pretty fucking racy from the weekend Thursdays starts onwards. on a Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> and when it starts you'll fucking know it started as well I think it was a bit like that I think my dad sparks was just living, flying. A, when living I, when so, I say sparks live... I mean spunk <laughs> yeah son you know what spunk is don't you <laughs> oh, I suppose you better sit down and I'll explain a few things you're going to have to know if you're living here if you're living here you're going to see some fucking eye opening scenes of <laughs> Uh, I'll be honest, utter madness at times. <laughs> anyway, so he'd gone round to my dad's fuck palace, but when he used to come over to like look after me, my mum still say, you know, can you pick Sam up from school or something? And he was really always so nice to me. And he'd come and he'd like, 
He he was the one who held my wrist across the road, and he yeah. I never asked him to, but he fucking knew. And there's little things like that mean a lot when you're a yeah, kid, yeah. don't they? He fucking yeah, knew. Thought, I want to treat him like one of the lads. I know he wants to feel like one of the lads, but yeah. at the same time, I can't afford to have him get run over on my watch. The dopey yeah. cunt, right? Yeah. Dopey cunt. If I let this cunt go. He's that dopey. He'll probably get fucking flattened by a bus straight away by the L two six seven. So uh, what I'll do is I'll hold the cunt's wrist, and it won't be as bad. It won't be as shameful for him yeah, or emasculating. Exactly. Uh, so it's nice, that isn't it? Yeah, I'm calling it the uh, I'm calling it the spunky big top, and I need you to refer to me as the ringmaster. <laughs> and when I say ring, let me tell you, I mean ring. You know what a ring piece is, don't you, son? <laughs> Dad, please, I just want to move. I just don't want to live with the alcoholic Scottish milkman mum's let move in anymore. But in a way, you're making me feel this is going to be worse. <laughs> don't worry, yes. son, it's fine. Yes, I am. One thing I must stress is that everything that you're going to see here is natural. Well, 90, 98% of what you're going to see is perfectly natural human behaviour. <laughs> So, tell me about this jock milkman that your mum's got on the go. <laughs> Actually, don't. I don't care. <laughs> um, what are we doing here? Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's history box, and it's the uh, it's the history of mud we're looking at this week. It could be the start of a two-parter because this is mud, the substance, uh, and we've also got the option of looking at mud, the pop group. Um, but the, the the two might combine into one episode. It depends how far we get. Although we've had mm. a strong opening, I think that we've done nine minutes already of non-mud related stuff. Well, we're, so, we're on the um, Mud Wikipedia page, which is of course are. is always our starting in. place. Um, and there's a lovely picture of a pair of a person of I don't know. We're not sure whether it's a man or a woman. Size of the feet, I'd guess mm-hmm. a man. And he's in his Wellington boots and he's just stood in a load of fucking mud. And there's mud practically up to his knee. And it looks great. He looks like he's been having fun. And that really, I suppose, is what's drawn us to the discussion of mud today. Yeah. Is that we think it was much more of a feature both of life and conversation in the 80s when we were kids. Mm. Now you don't hear it talked about so much. It's like, but it's still around just as much. But I feel people are a bit like, they pretend it's not happening. Like the this... way that people who, they pretend, some people like pretend that poverty's not happening. Mm. And I think mm. that they're the same about mud. But I think, look, I've been out in mud today and I come back and all my running gear's covered in mud Mm. I take it off, I put it in the washing machine, and I think, that's a fucking mark of a good morning out, that. Yeah. Mud all over the fucking gaff. Yeah. Mud equals fun. Mud equals fun. I think there's a mud-averse element to society these days. Yeah. Like mud you denial. Said, are, I mean, uh, did, I, did I mention that I had a fall over the Christmas oh, no. period? Don't know, because we weren't doing episodes, were we? I went yeah, that, that would have almost warranted an emergency pod, like that crow oh. nicking my flapjack. Yeah, I was absolutely not going to do any emergency pods. It was just, it was when <laughs> I went for a walk close to where I've just moved house. Uh, took the dog for went a walk. Went to have a little sniff about, did you? A little pipe yeah, about yeah, the new area. I did. That's what it was. And um, there was a, a dog shit bin uh, on some some grass at the side of a path. Uh, and obviously Oscar had done his shit. I'd bagged it, picked it up, uh, went to this, to this uh, dog shit bin and it was kind of on a slight raised grassy slope to get to it yeah. off the actual tarmac path. 
But I didn't do a risk assessment. It had been very, very rainy over the previous couple of days. Mm. And what I thought was just kind of easily uh, accessible wasn't. It was really muddy, really slippy. And I slipped over. I went over on my side. Um, So I'm lying there on my side in the mud, holding a bag of dog shit. With Oscar looking at me, with Oscar looking at me like, oh, what are you going to have a little sleep for? The walk just started. Do you want to cuddle up? I'm not really in the mood, but I will if you want me to. If you want me to have a cuddle up, we'll both have a kip here. So, yeah, that was what happened. Um, yeah, um, so that was my recent encounter with mud. Not a positive one, but also not a negative one. Afterwards, I thought... That was good. I felt I'd made a connection with Mother Earth, which I hadn't done for quite a while. Yes. You know, it feels good. right down close mood. and personal to it. Um, mm. I feel envious. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry that you had a fall. I hope that you haven't, you know, the injury wasn't too bad. But in many ways, there's a lot of positives to be taken from that experience. I was a bit bruised. I was a bit sore. But in a day or two, I was all right again. And yeah, like you I got say, down closely. Like, like when we were kids, we used to handle mud a great deal. Ooh. Like, for instance, throwing it at each other and mm. all that stuff. Yeah. Um, You'd make mud pies, wouldn't you? Yeah. Bake oh, them in the I sun. A, there's a mud fight I Eat had them. once in my aunt's garden with my cousins that I'll never forget. I mean, those are the memories, aren't aren't they, that you like that will stick with you forever. Like me and yeah. my cousins in the summer, there'd been a bit of rain and some it started spontaneously like all the best things do. No one mm. had said, Let's have a mud fight. Do you know mm. what I mean? It was like suddenly happened? someone's chucked some mud at someone else. And then it's just escalated real quick. And then it's yeah. gone on for fucking ages. And I remember people like filling up, you know, those little plastic plant pots that were always just lying around in yeah. someone's garden. They've been neglected and are a yeah. bit cracked. People yeah. filling them up with mud and just fucking chucking them like mud grenades. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. I hit and it's harmless. Like- it's harmless, Andy. Unless you're operating in an area where there may be some shards of glass in the mud. Mm. But That's a no-no. That's a no-no. No. I hear no. it sound like one of those tedious Facebook posts that says, when we were younger, we went out at 9am and didn't come back till 9pm. Yeah. And yeah. the the streets were our garden and we would play in the mud and we'd eat worms yeah. and we would fucking piss in the fucking bushes and all this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think there's an over-parenting culture now where... Uh, there's the risk aversion is so high, and by definition of that, it's like mess aversion, and kid, parents don't want their kids to play in mess. It's got to be supervised kind of mess, like the ball pool at the soft play, or something like that. Or they yeah. might not get the paddling pool out in the summer, but mud play is get not out encouraged in that fucking mud. Go on, get yeah. out in the fucking. I'm not spending any money. It's the summer holidays. I'm not going to spend a fucking penny right on anything. Mm-hmm. There's a stack of fucking tins of tin ravioli in the cupboard, right? Mm. That will should see you through the old summer holidays. Mm-hmm. And if you're bored, there's a great load of fucking mud out in that garden. Go and get stuck into it. There's I've a fucking tur- at least a month's worth of mud. I've just turned the hose on the borders. I've turned it all into yeah. mud. Now get out there before it dries and chuck it around. Get in that yeah. fucking mud. Have your mates around if you want. I don't give a fuck what you do, but don't come back in the house until six p.m. Yeah. Minimum. Um, Mud. That's what my dad should have done. Like, unfortunately, he was living in an apartment that I don't think had a private garden. It was a communal sort of garden situation. 
because he but am I I don't know was my brother probably a bit too old he's probably like 16 or something like I don't know whether he could have been distracted with mud but if my dad wanted to carry on with his you know adventurous sex ad- sort of life yeah. then he could have just said look son you can move her if you want but in daytime hours I need you out in that mud yeah, and actually in nighttime hours as well because I usually continue fucking through the night. So <laughs> I, 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 ideally, I, I, I need your bucket, I need your you out in the mud full time, pretty <laughs> I much. You, I need you to be not here at all, really. <laughs> <laughs> but if you absolutely have to fucking be here, go outside in that mud and never ever look in through the window. <laughs> but what is mud? I'll tell you what mud is, Sam. Mud is okay. soil loam. Silt or clear mixed with water. It's as simple as that. Really simple stuff, isn't yeah. it? it? So simple. F- like life in general, that's the simplest stuff that's the best. Mm. Jalapeno. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Jalapeño. That single in the 90s by Hadaway, What is Love, was originally yeah. called What is Mud. What is mud? Uh, what is mud? And the record company changed it because the fucking yeah. clueless execs go, oh, we're not sure that our target demographic are going to relate to mud in the way that you yeah. do, Hadaway. We're bringing this single out in Q3, which is a very uh, very low in terms of uh, mud uh, access <laughs> to the listeners. <laughs> Shame. But, um, mud is mud. <laughs> mud is uh, soil and loam and silt. Mixed with water. Oh, yeah. Um, it usually forms after rainfall or near water sources. Um, but there's more. Mud mm. can create. Ancient mud deposits harden over geological time to form sedimentary rock, such as shale or mudstone. Uh, when geological deposits of mud are formed in estuaries, the resultant layers are termed beer muds. So muds. Beer muds, yeah. Like beer watch. But with mm. mud. Oh, imagine beer watch, but with mud. It, that was, Whoa. again, it was big around the same time as Hadaway's What Is Love, early 90s. Mm, and watch. it was re- originally more about, it was set in a sort of a mud field, a muddy it's field. We call mud watch. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just Pamela Anna, because um, what's his name? I've forgotten his Hoss- Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. Yeah. The Hoff. He was like, I've got a fucking cracking idea. Right. Now, my career has been a bit quiet, admittedly, my acting career since Night Rider finished. I'm inexplicably a pop star in Germany. I don't understand, but I just go with that's it. Been, that's been paying the bills, right? <laughs> so it's not like I've been on my uppers, but I would like to get back into acting, and I'm insistent that it'll be my own idea. So I've got this big titted Doris that I've met called Erica Alaniac. don't know if you remember <laughs> Erica Alaniac, but she preceded Pammy on the show. Yeah. Um, and... 
I'm thinking of a thing where we're both operatives in a muddy field somewhere. Maybe in the UK, don't know, right? And uh, we're so sexy what archaeologists. She she has to wear a bikini for uh, security purposes that I haven't yet fully scripted. I mean, we haven't done the details of the script, but suffice me, she will be sliding and slipping around in this muddy field every fucking we're, week. We're, we're sexy archaeologists, so what it is is that we go into the muddy field and we're looking for fossils, but specifically fossils of animals having it off. And that's why she wears the bikini and I wear the shorts. <laughs> it's it's also like, you short. know, like in the diamond mines or in the drug factories, you always have to be in your pants to stop. So they know that you're not nicking out. So I'm thinking it could be right. I'm the boss and I say, right, you're working for me as a digger in my muddy field, but you have to wear either knickers and bra or a bikini. Because if not, I can't trust you not to find a really valuable piece of precious archaeology. Fossil. <laughs> and a, fo- a really a really pricey fossil and just hide it down your pants or something. <laughs> like in them diamond mines. Uh, take, take it away and flog it at the nearest second-hand fossil shop. <laughs> Do a fucking runner up the town and flog it. <laughs> I found this of two fucking medieval hedgehogs having it off. <laughs> I'll give you a, I'll give you a fucking twenty quid for it. <laughs> twenty fucking quid. Look at that. It takes back to fucking medieval times, at least. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me. Here's a joke. You probably like this. How do hedgehogs have it off? Very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have that for free. That's got to be worth an extra tenner. Drop that in the script. <laughs> Put that in the pilot. <laughs> That'll get it greenlit. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Beer Watch, Beer Watch, of course, was originally Mud Watch. Um, we'll look a bit further down. There's different sections on this Wikipedia page. Section two is pottery. Section three is habitat, uh, which mm. in- includes land and marine life. I think we'll have a look at that. Section four is entitled Problems. So that I'll tell you what good. I really like is mud brick that you can make things out of. And there's a picture of a house in Yemen, um, yeah. which is a mud house made entirely from mud. I would love Fucking to hell. live in a house made of mud, mate, wouldn't you? And the thing about Wikipedia like is... It's made of you, mud brick. You click on Wikipedia and you click on the pages, they get really big and you have a proper good zoom in on them. Whoa, oh, right, that. Oh, there's a little house. couple of kids standing in front of it as well. Look at this. No mud wonder house. they look happy. They live in Don't a they? fucking mud house. They're yeah. happy because they live in a mud house. <laughs> and you can too. <laughs> are you poor? Government <laughs> grants are available for mud houses now. Yeah. <laughs> Move to Milton Keynes, the mud, <laughs> the mud town of the future. <laughs> uh, Why? Even the schools and hospitals are made of mud. <laughs> Everyone but eats mud. The, but don't worry, not the doctors. They're flesh and bone. <laughs> they bathe in mud and they eat mud. It's quite a, <laughs> quite a ride. Um, uh, mud's probably quite nutritious. Um, another mud anecdote, which I think I did write up once on our uh, for the Turbo subscribers. Right. Um, uh, that I was on a school trip to Biggin Hill, which I know mm. sounds like a location from a Carry On film, but is an actual mm. place. And there was a yearly air show, and our, oh, yeah. my t- my teacher's husband was the local vicar, and he was a air an aircraft enthusiast. So it being those days, he said that he would take the boys and only the boys oh. in the class 
each weekend to a different air show, right? And mm. me and my group got sent to Biggin Hill, and he took us in the church's minibus. What and did um, what, what did the girls have to do or get to? I do? I don't know, but I fucking really distinctly. This would have been, I would have been in what you would now call year, like the first year of juniors. So I guess that's mm. like year four, maybe something like that. Um, three or four, and uh, yeah, I, re- I really, I've always remembered that. Well, there is a very bleak um, epilogue to this story, which I'll get to, oh dear. but which may explain a bit more. But yeah, we went off to this air show. I, I don't remember a huge amount. I remember quite enjoying the day, but then afterwards we were in this muddy field, and there was a kid from the year above who was on the trip, right? And he'd got hold of some sort of stick. I don't know what it, what it was, like a bat or a fucking... It was like... A, I don't know what it was. But anyway, he managed to, from quite a long distance, whack a piece of mud from the floor mm. and it fucking shot into my ear hole. Oh! Like a bullet. Shit. A massive splodge of, of mud. And I kind of... Everyone's laughing their heads off and he's laughing because he's a bully. Yeah. Right? Mud bully. And I'm clawing the mud out of my ear hole. But Fucking I've always hell. thought, I think some of it went right down my ear canal. Into your brain. Maybe, yeah. Mud on the, he's got mud on the brain, Mrs. Delaney. There's no hope for him. We'll have to it's sign him up fatal. for a special school. It's not fatal, but his life will be awful from this point onwards. <laughs> and yours as well. <laughs> Let me ask you, Mrs. Delaney, are you single? <laughs> <laughs> I find you attractive, Mrs. Delaney, but if you intend to keep this child in your care, I'm afraid I will not be able to take my desires any further. A life with him will be cursed. He has mud on the brain. Life will be tangled, and I can't be doing with it. <laughs> I seek a life of simplicity. <laughs> Pleasure. Hedonism. <laughs> a mud-brained boy can play no role in a life like that. <laughs> Look at him, gawping. <laughs> the mud's already taken hold. <laughs> He's an imbecile. If you are, if you, if you consent to have him put into a special home, then you and I can enjoy dirty weekends away together. But if he's going to be around, then I'm afraid no dice. No, it's not worth it. However attractive <laughs> I find you, there is a home. Here is a, a leaflet, a pamphlet. About a, a home for muddy boys based in Wilshire. <laughs> Mudbrain boys. <laughs> He'll be happy there. He'll be amongst his own kind. <laughs> the mud, you see, it seeps into his brain and it, it tracks him to other mud. And he'll just find himself <laughs> rolling around in it all day long. He's happy. <laughs> Whatever happiness is. Yeah. Are any of us truly happy? I'm fucking not, but I tell you what, I, I might be if you get shot of that fucking kid of yours and come off with me for the weekend. <laughs> come away to Suffolk with me for the weekend. <laughs> to a small coastal town in Suffolk I know of. <laughs> Very reasonable B&B. <laughs> the proprietor knows how to keep things to his chest, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, so he has, he's had the wall soundproofed, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't mind telling you, Mrs. Delaney, I am married with four children of my own. <laughs> Happily married, too. It is not a full-time relationship I seek with you, but an extramarital affair. <laughs> However, pleasures. 
Even in the context of that, I cannot afford to have a mud-brained boy lurking about on the fringes. <laughs> Time is tight. <laughs> Scratching at the bedroom door. <laughs> Asking for his milky butt butt. <laughs> While I'm trying to devour you. <laughs> Go away, boy. Scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> What Get outside. are you doing in there, Mum? <laughs> Get outside. I laid some fresh mud down for you before I arrived. <laughs> I took the precaution of bringing a sack of it <laughs> for you to play in. <laughs> that should buy us an hour. I brought an hour's worth of mud. <laughs> an hour should be enough, I think. <laughs> Mum, I've run out of mud. Oh, my God. He's eaten it all already. <laughs> He's eating a sackload of fucking mud in five minutes flat. <laughs> oh. oh dear me, mud. Um, where were we? Um, I don't know. Mud brick. <laughs> mud brick in Yemen, you'd, really yeah, good. Yeah, you, you, you'd expressed an interest in mud brick and the mud house in the Yemen. I'd um, love to live in a mud house. Mud, uh, mud uh, brick is also known as uh, adobe. Of course, oh, all like the makers the, of like the, the thing uh, you, you, you um, can produce PDFs the with. The inventor of the PDFs, John Adobe. <laughs> yeah. 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 Love a fucking PDF idea. Oh, yeah. I love a PDF. Um, what else is going on in there? Yeah, there's some stuff there about uh, mud brick and fired brick. Mud that is mostly clear can be used for ceramics. Um, more durable, but consume more energy to produce. And we don't want that, do we? Then there's some stuff about pottery, which I don't think we need, need to know about pottery, do we? Uh, really. Habitat. La- mud can provide a home for numerous types of animals, including varieties of worms, frogs, snails, clams, and crayfish. Oh, I did not know that about the crayfish. I thought the crayfish nah, was a sea creature. Just in fresh water. Uh, and then it gets more fun. Other animals, such as hippopotamuses, pigs, rhinoceroses, water buffalo, and elephants, bathe in mud in order to cool off and protect themselves from the sun, which uh, is something we all love to see, isn't it? On uh, Usually on Blue Peter. Oh, yeah, I love it, the way that uh, hippos and elephants bathe in mud. Um, to them, it's like water, I've always thought, mm. isn't it? I mean, well, I've it is, never used yeah. mud for that in, in a practical sense like that. Have you? you I ever don't know covered what, yourself I, in mud? I, I've never done it. I mean, people do it at music festivals, don't they, when they don't have any choice. That must mm. be quite freeing if you go to one of those, like Glastonbury, where it's a, it pisses it down all weekend. I've and been you're at just a muddy Glastonbury, in and I hated it. Right. That was it. That was one of my few experiences of mud where I was not enthusiastic. I guess usually frolicking in mud is a temporary, short-term thing, isn't it? And you can do it for a, half an hour or an hour, and then you get to go back to civilian life. But with Glastonbury or a similar festival, you're, you're languishing in a mud prison. There's no escape. It was mud, mud prison. Hell. I was ill-equipped for it as well. I think I'd gone, oh, just not like, I don't think I had a wellies. I was just fucking covered in mud. And what mm. was worse was, and I can't help but think of this, it's a stupid thing to talk about, but it was a long time ago and I turned up on the th- the Thursday night you could gain access I was like working there and I yeah. you know like doing doing some radio there and I, I sort of got in on Thursday night uh, before any bands were playing but there's still yeah. quite a lot of people there drinking and stuff 
and it lashed down with rain. And I had, I mean, I shouldn't, I don't care, but I had loads of drugs that I'd brought to the festival right. in my pocket and it lashed down rain so badly that all of it melted. No way. Everything, like hundreds of pounds worth, just all your melted. melted into the mud. In my pocket. Because oh, it's right. like, oh, I just, I mean, I just, I suppose there's protective measures that people with a more professional approach to drugs than I had. You didn't have, have a taken. mini fridge to keep your but drugs in. But I just in. fucking bowled in with them in my, like, <laughs> I was wearing these sort of combat trousers. Yeah. And they were just in my pockets. And they, and the rain was torrential. So all the drugs within an hour yeah. of being at Glastonbury melted. Mm. And then the next thing I knew, I was just fucking covered in mud. And then I realised I was just there, trapped. Drugless and muddy Drugless for and four muddied. days. Fucking hell. Absolute living nightmare. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll leave it there because the next section um, on the Wikipedia page, obviously this was never going to just take one episode, was it? No. To look at the history That's of a big mud. subject. Yeah. So the next section on the Wikipedia page is entitled Problems. And you've mm. just touched upon that, so we'll, we'll look deeper into that I might, next time. I might go, you can add things to Wikipedia. I might add that as a... <laughs> Example of a mud-related yeah, problem. Maybe you should. Maybe mm. you should. Um, so yeah, of course, there, there is always a downside to everything, and mud's no exception. So we'll look at that next time. <laughs> uh, join us then. Goodbye. Goodbye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.